Hello again and welcome back to a new season of The Plot. I am so happy to be back, I can't tell you, revisiting the bench here on our allotment at Windmill Hill City Farm. And this is the place where I love to muse on creative living and how to pursue great ideas and inspiration from among the plants and animals down here on the farm. You'll hear all kinds of things in the background, some birds at this time of the day and um, probably some noisy traffic as it goes past. We're in the middle of a fairly um, busy inner city area, but within the fences of the farm, it is truly lovely in the community gardens here. If you've listened in before, it's so lovely to have you back. And if you're a new listener, then a hugely warm welcome. And I hope you'll enjoy spending some time with me away from screens and straight edges to soak in some clear thinking about life and creative living, the way the natural world teaches it at nature's soothing pace and with its fabulous soundtrack too. Let me tell you why I do this, because it may resonate. Running an independent business as a creative director, I found the practice of getting away from the studio, as beautiful as that space is, and picking up different tools occasionally to work in a really earthy space has really helped my thinking and discernment. Sometimes it's the only way I can break through some tough thinking. I think a lot of us feel stuck at times in modern ways of working, beholden to a desk and a laptop, locked in a constant mission to get from A to B in a very linear fashion, but I think most of us also know that that doesn't always work. But it's really difficult to break out of that sense of obligation to always look busy. To counter this, I used to run a lot to pound out problems and sweat them off. Um, That is until arthritis happened and it stopped me for a while in my tracks, literally. I felt a number of things plummet, including my mental health and the sense of being physically stuck. It was awful, but it was clearly time to adopt some healthy attitude for the long haul, to slow down and move mindfully, eat well, be kind to myself in mind and body. Things that would be my friends for the decades ahead. Busy doesn't always help me find wisdom. In fact, being still and quiet does. And being in a natural space, like right here, on my bench, looking out across these gardens and allotments, unhooking my mind from keyboard and algorithms, it made way for a better quality of thought. My best solutions and ideas and revelations were coming down here at the allotment, weeding or carefully growing our food when my brain stopped nagging at a problem and let my body take over. So the farm has become a wonderful place of learning and growing, a place to find my way through thinking and discernment. If any of this strikes a chord, I hope you'll find some encouragement and inspiration in these moments shared from a city farm, from our small plot of land, perhaps a little oasis where we can stop for a while. I've missed this. I've missed the habit of sitting here quietly, drawing on the best ways to pour out into a wonderfully varied, creative life and keep on pouring out through seasons without losing the plot. Uh, That's not where the name came from, by the way. (laughs) I'm not particularly inventive when it comes to names, but anyway, it's working out. I've realised through many years and many amazing projects how important it is 
to pay attention to one's well-being so that what you put out into the world comes from a healthy place. Maybe it's obvious, but I think I'll always need reminding of this fact and the simplest things, they do bear repeating. These days, everyone has their own channel in transmit mode. And if the broadcast is only ever going one way, then we deplete. I watch the soil here. We're pushed for space in this inner city garden and there's rarely any part of our plot which is not being cultivated. Um, No fallow really except over winter months, but I watch what happens when we feed this earth with all the crap from the farm animals, which gets some, we've got some amazing compost, um, what do you call them? Like the massive bays. And all the crap from the animals goes in there, all the rotten food waste from the cafe and the broken down weeds we dug up a few months ago. They're all piled up on the compost heap. We take care of this soil as best we can by heaping the compost on top of it barrow loads of the stuff and it keeps feeding us. This soil feeds us because we look after it. I love the metaphor of soil and seeds and seasons so much. Many times I found it so enormously helpful in slowing me down to gather the patience it will take to nurture out the next big idea. I believe it's so important to learn how to approach things at the speed of seasons which isn't very fast at all when ideas are bubbling inside and anticipation of what they will become makes it hard to sit still. When you're running your own show, one of the great joys is this ability to move fast and agile and respond to opportunities quick as a flash if you have to, like the swifts flitting and swooping through our UK summer evenings. Swifts with their sharp, elegant silhouettes are amongst my favorite birds because they always sound like they're having so much fun (laughs) with that excited squealing i always hear a swift before i see it and that first shrill squeaking early may always always gives my heart a skip because it means at last we've made it through the long winter and a new season of growth is here remembering this moment back through the years Most times it's caught me with my hands in pots of soil, pressing in seeds or potting on new shoots with hope on hope that a new season of longer, warmer sunlight hours will bring great new life for us too. And when swifts come with their freewheeling joy and after the miles they've travelled, it feels like a precious message for every new spring season. Here is the best place of all and perfect time to spread sharp, agile wings and fly as if your life depended on it. Yes, the return of swifts around the seasons, it's a little heart stopper for me. The more years roll by, the more I am heartened by this and deeply comforted by observing our rotations around the sun and the inevitable return of light and warmth and its encouragement to trust the same is true for us humans too, that joy and hope will always follow our darker days when things seem bleak and tricky the gentle speed of the seasons, times to fly, times to rest, times to prepare and look after the soil and time to plant seeds, time for us to do the groundwork, then nurture new life. Spring, summer, autumn, winter, 
Walking in step with your own seasons and saying yes to whichever one you find yourself in is so helpful. I've just finished a ridiculously intense and sustained period of work making a few films for permanent museum exhibits. And really, if I'm honest, in the closing months, I struggled to find the energy I needed to turn all of this around. And as a result, it's taken longer than I would have guessed to get back on track. I knew I've learnt to, I've learnt to prepare for a big dip at the end of a project, but this was, this was particularly full on. But I've taken the time. I know that the next lovely adventure will not see me flying unless I take time and agree to a short season of rest and nourishment, feeding. I watched this plot through the seasons. Just now, at the end of June, it's starting to resemble a little jungle bearing tiny fruits. Something that's really difficult to picture in the depth of winter when the soil is hard and whatever leaves there are are just brittle with frost. How different the same view looks in the relief of the altering light. Flat, pronounced, cold, warm, sharp, soft. It can make things look inviting or hostile. Monet's paintings of haystacks and cathedral come to mind, eliciting all sorts of emotional responses simply by capturing an impression of light as it falls on the exact same set of physical features at various times through the day or the year. We see our lives from just one angle, but a thing appears entirely different as the light moves, and sometimes it's as if we see it for the first time. Looking at all our creative efforts and problem solving through all seasons of life, inevitably emotion is involved. All of life's demands and dynamics call out many emotions, don't they? I love learning from those who stand slightly apart from the wash of it all and observe with objective wisdom that this too shall pass or else recognise the moment for diving headlong into a joyous experience, knowing how life-giving this can be too. Last week, I had the complete pleasure of attending a museum opening with David Attenborough. It's uh, where a couple of these films I've been making are on display. It's the Museum of Zoology in Cambridge. It is the most incredible place and I'm still digesting the fact that my work is part of it all. I'm so chuffed so about it. But the best part of this whole event was listening to Sir David Attenborough in a big Q&A session after the event. And he spoke quite off the cuff um, and talked with a kind of um, magnetic, boyish joy, uh, insightful, a gorgeous, intelligent curiosity, and humility too. He's so humble and yet at times that elder statesman-like gravity just had the room in a complete hush. Watching and listening, I sat and I learned. A whole life observing the natural world and all the comings and goings of species through threats and triumphs, blood and birth and the search for water on arid plains and the migration from one climate to another for life to carry on. 
A whole life spent watching creaturely habits in the planet's most remote places. It will fill you up with some intensely deep down knowledge that confirms anything is possible. And as I sat and I watched and I listened, he has this sort of nothing new under the sun wisdom at work which means taking whatever news makes the headlines as just another passing season but it's coupled with the most infectious thing of all for me which is a beautiful hope in anticipation of seeing life emerge in new and extraordinary ways especially as he shared with us towards the end of his talk that the anticipation of still aged 92 hoping to glimpse that one bird of paradise he dreams about so I sit here on my plot at the city farm on a rickety old bench there's a few domestic cattle mooing in the background ducks quacking and there are pigeons on the cherry tree scoffing all the berries this is not birds of paradise in Papua New Guinea, but it is still the earth and the air and the sun and growth and life persisting, learning how to slow down and settle into pace with seasons of work and ideas and inventing and solving, balanced with rest and reflection, nourishment, quiet germination of new life. If you find yourself anxious to speed up this moment, let me share with you what I've discovered, especially creatively speaking. That there are things happening in this season that will nourish you for the fruitfulness of tomorrow. There are things happening in this season that will nourish you for the fruitfulness of tomorrow. Nothing to be hurried. New chapters will always be coming and going. The sun sinks below the horizon and there will always be a new season on the way in its own perfect time. Have the most beautiful week, my friends. Until next time. <laughs>